Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning about the Ram of Inauguration in Tetzaveh Chameshi, the fifth Aliyah. Our Aliyah is on, on the longer side. It is 19 Pesukim long, running from Pasuk Perik Chavtes, Pasuk Yudtes to Lamed Zion. Let's take a look at a brief overview and then we'll jump into some points to ponder. We now hear about the second Ayel, the second Ram. In the previous Aliyah, we learned that there are three primary korbanos in around the inauguration ceremony. We learned about the par, the bull, and we learned about the ayel, the previous ayel, the previous ram. The previous ram was a burnt offering, um, the kar, and the, the par was a korban chatas, was a, a sin offering. We now hear about the unique korban, which is only used in history in this particular permutation, once as the ayel hamiluim, the ram of inauguration. So it is taken, and Aaron and his children place their hands upon its head, they do smecha, and then it is slaughtered, and its, bl- uh, its blood is taken and put in a unique place. It is placed on the, ri- on the right ear, thumb, and toe of each of the kohanim, and the rest of the blood is then sprinkled on the copper altar outside. Then the, the, a little bit of the blood and oil, Shemen HaMeshcha, the anointing oil, is taken together and is sprinkled upon Aaron and his children on their clothes, and thereby they are sanctified. And then we hear about the parts of it which are bought, brought upon the altar. So we hear the, the chelev, the alya, the chelev machase asakeros, so certain parts of the fat, the tail, which are the innards are taken, the, um, and the right flank. Um, all of these pieces which are taken to, uh, to the Mizbech to be burnt. Um, then we hear that one of the bread, the loaves, kikaleke machas, chalas lechem achas, shemen achas, varekik, lechem shemen achas, rakik echad. So we take out of the different breads, we take one of each different sample, and they are placed upon the palms of Aaron and the palms of his children, and they are sh- they are shaken or moved. They are waved in different directions. And then all of this is placed on the, on the Mizbech, on the altar, and is burnt as an offering in front of Hashem. Then we hear about the sanctification, the Chazayat Nuva, this is the chest of the waving, and the Shoykatrum, which is the flank, um, and the, which, are, which are also waved. And these actually go um, to Aaron and his children, and this will be eaten by them. So there's a lot of very fascinating details about this. We then hear about the big day Kodesh that they wear, and they are meant to wear these all the time when they serve. And we hear that this process of the Milu'im, of the inauguration, repeats itself seven days in a row. So this whole process of everything we've just heard, the Karbanas, happens seven days in a row. And Aaron and his children will eat the parts of the Karban that are for them. It is cooked um, it is by the entrance of the oil made of the tent of, of of meeting, and it is they will eat the parts that Asher Kupar Bohem, which are, to, are atoned for or by them, and they are holy, and that's true, which is why they need to eat them in the precincts of the Mishkan as well. And there is a special mitzvah that So we hear that it is. Uh, the remaining part is burnt in fire, and therefore it is. Um, there, there's, there's, we should not be left over as well. And we hear the conclusion of this whole episode that for seven days the altar is going to be atoned to chaper alam and if you touch it, anything that will touch it will become holy as well. 
A lot of very interesting details to discuss. First question is, is why specifically is the blood placed on the right ear, hand, thumb and toe of the Kohen? So Rav Sarotskin points out in Oznaim Notara that the clothes sanctify their full body, but not their extrema, their face, their feet and their hands were, were actually sticking out of the clothes and they were for not sanctified by the clothes and therefore sanctified by the blood in this process. Rav Hirsch says it's more ideological in the sense that the ears they hear with, the hands they create with, and the feet with which they walk are being dedicated to Hashem, almost as if they are being merged with the aisle itself, this, this korban which is being sacrificed. And perhaps the idea is, is that they become the platform of the divine service. They are like the korban themselves being merged with it as well in their creativity, in their action, and in their ambulation. Now, how is this aisle operating as a korban specifically? So what kind of korban is it? Rashi explains it's a korban shlamim. It is a peace offering. Generally speaking, a peace offering is called a peace offering because there are three beneficiaries in inverted commas. There is a, the korban is going on his back, so there's the portion to Hashem, there's the portion, the korban, the kohen, the priest who is sacrificing gets, and there's the, the parts that the owners get as well. Rashi just points out what is unique is that in this case, Moshe is the Kohen, he's the priest, the facilitator, and Aaron's children are the owners, which is unusual. From here on inwards, after these seven days, Aaron will become the priest, and his children become the priests, the facilitators. In this case, Moshe is the facilitator. Now, what is the function of this tenufa, of this waving? Rashi explains that Moshe and, Ar- Moshe and Aaron both held the cakes and the limbs together, and they moved it around in all four directions and up and down. This is to protect against bad, bad rains and bad dews, to bring bracha, to bring blessing to the land, to, to Israel. Um, so Rashi, he says, um, It's uh, to show Hashem it controls the land and, that, that, um, and stops from bad dews, bad um, precipitation. The Rabbag says it's perhaps a symbol of the transfer of power from Hashem via Moshe as the conduit and is symbolically done through this process of waving to indicate that there has been a passing of the baton. Now, how do future Kohanim become inducted to be Kohanim? So Rashi says, Lemoshcha implies that in our Aliyah that they need only to wear these clothes which have been sanctified and the clothes will sanctify them into their future service as well. Why does this whole process take seven days in total? So the Gemara in Yuma, Davkimur Beis, asks the following question. Why is it, as the first mission in Yuma actually describes, that in preparation for Yom Kippur, the Kohen Godel is separated seven days before Yom Kippur? Oh, what is the function of this? Why is that? So Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara explains it as a, as a copying of the Miluim, of the inauguration as described in our Pasha and in Pasha's Tzav. Rejakish, quoting the end of Pashas Mishpatim, says this was because at, the, at Matan Torah there were six days in which the cloud was on the mountain, and then the seventh day Moshe entered the cloud, so this is the seven days necessary to preparation to get to the acceptance and the closeness of Hashem. The Gemara then goes on to explain on, on Daf Dalet Bez that the reason for the seven days of the Miluim of these inaugurations was for the Kohanim to learn the necessary avoda, the necessary work, in order to facilitate as a Kohen themselves, which works very well according to Rabbi Yochanan's idea that the, the, the whole idea of the, the coin separating before Yom Kippur was, to, um, was based on the Miloim, is the, therefore the coin Godel was preparing for the Korbanas, as the Mishnah describes, in order to get to Yom Kippur. Similarly over here, Moshe is teaching Aaron the ropes of service as well. 
Now, what did Moshe wear during these seven days? So the Gemara in Tanis debates this, and the Gemara um, on Tanis Yud Aleph Amud Beis quotes Marukfu, who says he asked this question. He says he didn't know. He couldn't work out what Moshe Rabbeinu wore in this. He asked his teacher, and he said the, his teacher said that he only wore the basic garments, the white garments, not the Shmon ever got in the eight garments of the high priest. Why is that? Rav Soloveitchik, in commenting on this Gemara, points out that the eight garments are a demonstration of a person who is representing the people. And the eight garments are to demonstrate that his title is based on the communal consent. However, Moshe Rabbeinu was already selected. Moshe Rabbeinu need, did not need that level of verification or that level of noticing to facilitate this because he was already, he was already separated as being an Eved Hashem initially. Finally, one last thing is, why did the Mizbech require kapara? Why did it require atonement for all these seven days? For what? Rashi says to, to purify it for any impurity or disgusting thing, which may have come into contact with it. But the Midrash says that it is from any karbonos which were stolen. Because it looks like a normal karbon, but yet it is spiritually deformed. In that case, this comes to atone for it as well. That's what Rashi says. With this, we conclude the fifth aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful, a meaningful.